All right, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. We're on the air after a uh, two nothing setback at the hands of the Dallas Stars, and we have ourselves a one one first round series between the Calgary Flames and Dallas Stars. Uh, kind of a carbon copy of what we saw in some ways Tuesday night. Uh, instead, it's a role reversal and it goes the other way. Although we did double our goal total, I suppose, <laughs> if you look at it that way, uh, two goals tonight as opposed to the one, but an empty netter, and um, you know, kind of a similar game in terms of. One team gets a first period goal and the other team locks it up the rest of the way. Yeah, tough sledding. I, th I think you and I were sitting here wondering if we were going to see this type of game tonight. And I think to a degree we were surprised. I think we expected a little bit more of a high event game. Uh, it was. But again, getting through to the middle of the ice, still proving challenging for both teams. Uh, you know, tough first period for the Calgary Flames. I thought they pushed back very nicely in the final 40 minutes and, you know, really carried the play in terms of shots and shot attempts. Yeah. But again, the theme continuing from game one, very difficult to penetrate the middle of the ice, and it's making Jake Ottinger's workload a little bit easier than you'd like it to be at this point. Yeah, and uh, Jacob Marstrom, I think, you know, 16 saves, obviously, in game one. They didn't give up much in the third period, yeah. and, uh, you know, I think probably for the most part, you know, pushed a little bit more than they gave up in terms of the third period here tonight as well. Uh, 21 saves, though, for Jacob Marstrom, but it has been... It has been tough. I, I don't know. I mean, it's you're, we're going to hear from the players, obviously, we're from the head coach. But um, you know, both teams are doing a pretty good job of keeping chances down, keeping the inside uh, and, and the front of the net those areas clean. Um, did you see anything in there that uh, you know might lead you to believe that there's some further opportunities down the road if you can? you know, find a way to muster some offense in the series. Well, to your first point, there was a visual at one point in the third period. You and I got a chuckle out of it because the Flames were carrying the puck through the neutral zone, got to the blue line, and there were four white sweaters lined up right across the blue line. And when you see that as a player yeah. coming up the ice looking for options, I mean, you have very limited availability in terms of creating offense. So what we saw is the Flames do what they're able to do, start dumping the puck a little bit more. Uh, very physical, again, which you like to see because yep. you can create some havoc and hopefully create some turnover. We saw both teams get each other a little bit out of sorts when they were able to start pounding each other a little bit deep in the in the trenches, as we like to call it. And, you know, that led to some of the better offensive looks they got tonight. But again, still in that third period, especially late, a little bit too much from the perimeter. So you're looking as you go into game three, hopefully to rectify that a little bit. Yeah, well, we'll see how the uh, series translates as it shifts to Dallas now. Uh, series tied 1-1, but let's uh, look at the offense from this game. Won't take long, but uh, here is... <laughs> Uh, your goal that came in the first period, the eventual game winner in this hockey game, and it comes uh, via the top line of the Dallas Stars. It was the Flames' top line that did the work on the power play in game one, and here's Joe Pavelski. Yeah, and it created from a turnover, right? So this is kind of what we saw all night. I mean, not a lot clean for both sides when they were trying to enter the zone, and even when they were able to get it inside. I mean, the cycle, the forecheck, all those things were just difficult to create anything clean. So what you're going to see is kind of how that goal was created, a turnover, uh, the Stars capitalize, and, you know, we talk about some of the Flames' top players having a tough time generating offense and maybe getting to the middle of the ice. Well, there's a Dallas player who end, ended up creating a play, Jason Robertson. He was very, what I would say, ineffective the other night as well. So capitalizing on the few opportunities you do get, that was one of the lone mistakes we saw. But again, in a game like this, they certainly do prove costly. The uh, empty netter, by the way, Michael Raffle gets it uh, and puts this one away 2 nothing. And so Pavelski, Michael Raffle, they get the goals for the Dallas yeah. Stars. And, and, uh, and that's probably what we're going to start to see here is, you know, teams that get up early. And, and I, I guess you can you know, pretty easy call me Captain Obvious in some ways, but uh, <laughs> that first goal in this series. It's going to be a big hard one. Hard to come back after that, isn't it? It's hard to get, <laughs> get back at it. Well, and you know what? Uh, 
we talk about the offense getting a little bit gritty. We were expecting to see if there was going to be a second goal in this game. Empty netter aside, it was probably going to be a bit of an ugly one just based on how the game was yeah. going. But that goal by Joel Pavelski, that's sort of, you said carbon copy. Well, that's what we're going to see, right? Simple plays, but tips in front of the net. I mean, Jacob Markstrom in a situation like that, he doesn't have a lot to do to be able to defend it. And we were looking up some of the stats. Joe Pavelski is one of the very best in the NHL. I think he's literally third in the league in terms of tip goals in the last 13, 14 years. So when you're in and around the net, you do have to, you know, contain guys, especially ones with hands like that. Uh, got away from them a little bit there. And uh, yeah, that's all it took. Well, let's talk about some of those chances and show some of them. Uh, Michael Backlund was uh, the leader. He had a couple in that second period. Yeah. And uh, maybe let's start with that line because, um, you know, obviously that's as we've talked about and, and you'll hear kind of throughout the uh, discourse in talking about this series is that that yeah. line has to be big for this team. And we've talked about, you know, the center ice and how valuable it is. Michael Backlund, uh, Tyler Toffoli and Andrew Mangiapane were kind of around it tonight, though, yeah, a lot more than we saw in game one. What did you make of it? Well, yeah, you said it right there. I think Michael Backlund, not to take anything away from the night he had because you're right, in he was really effective off the rush and, you know, probably did end up getting some of the Flames' better chances of the night. But certainly you see Andrew Mangiapane doing what he do does best, getting to the front of the net and start to, you know, bang bodies a little bit, just create a little bit of havoc in and around the blue paint. And some great looks here. Tyler Toffoli as well. He was doing the same. There was a little bit of edge to his game tonight as well. So, you know, again, we keep going back to the common theme of, you know, these sort of grind them out types of games. Well, those are the sorts of efforts you're going to want to see here moving forward. And, you know, if the Flames are going to have success moving deep in the postseason, they're going to need all three of those guys to be good, but especially their center Iceman, because as we've seen here over the first two, uh, the matchup game, very critical. Uh, we heard a lot from Rick Bonus here, even talking uh prior to tonight's game about kind of matching the physicality, kind of felt yeah. maybe, especially particularly the first period of game one, uh, dictated by the Calgary Flames, helped maybe lead to some chances, obviously some power play opportunities. Um, what did you make of the physicality side of it tonight? I mean, there was some conversation coming into game two. We heard from uh, John Klingberg. They kind of hashed that out in a conversation maybe with uh, Matthew Kachuk in the first period. But I don't know about hashed out. I well, mean. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe. I think they just discussed it. Maybe Took it one step further, it. perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see in game three. But that no, was good. I mean, this is what you want to see. It's what playoff hockey is all about. Uh, you know, I was fascinated. I made a comment to you late in the third period, too. Uh, the Flames are pushing for the equalizer in a moment like that. And I think for the first time in the night, they started to get a little bit maybe anxious in the moment and the breakouts started to get a little bit more difficult because the Dallas Stars began leaning on them a little bit more in their own zone so taking some of those hits making the breakouts a little bit more difficult to execute became problematic but this is sort of a back and forth thing we saw it all night give and take Daryl Sutter said it I think it was this morning or yesterday uh, you got to take a hit he wasn't talking about giving them guys that take hits are the ones that end up winning playoff rounds. There was a few dished out tonight. I think uh, the total was closing in on uh, 80, uh, both teams combined, uh -huh. and uh, pretty close. It might have been 36, 35, if you get the updated yeah. stat sheet there. But um, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, pretty even uh, throughout the course of this hockey game, and, uh, and obviously something we'll see continue as it uh, shifts to Dallas. We'll hear from head coach Daryl Sutter here yeah. coming up in a few moments and a couple of players as well. And maybe uh, for a moment, let's shift over to the Dallas Stars. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously Jake Ottinger, one of the big stories so far early in this series. Jacob Markstrom gets... The game one shutout and, um, you know, had to make some big saves again here tonight. But, uh, you know, the rookie playoff goaltender at the other side, Jake Ottinger, just a second NHL start. Would he be made of uh, his his poise so far in these playoffs? Yeah, great word for it, poise. I mean, this is a guy who you mentioned, the first taste of uh, the action in front of fans. And, you know, he did get the experience being around the team in the Edmonton bubble a couple of years ago. But this is really his first good look between the pipes. And 
you know, especially on nights like this where there's a lot of perimeter action, it's it can be easier on a goaltender, but it can also create opportunities for rebounds and second chances in front of the net. And I thought he managed those really well. Um, you were commenting at one point in the game on some of the rebounds we did see, but he was sort of kicking them past that first wave and limiting some of the Flames' better chances that way. There's another good example there. Just yeah, the rebound's going out, but there's no flame in the area to get a piece of it, right? right. Yeah, and, and the, there were plenty of examples. There's one, too. Kicks out hard. A couple of those uh, odd man rushes were the same thing. And, and there's another one that's kind of back out the other side. It's just they're there. There's uh, some, some opportunities for secondhand chances. And, and, and they did get them, but sometimes they were in the second wave. And you'll see it kind of pass the forwards. And, you know, that two-on-one with Michael Backlund we showed earlier is yeah. a perfect example that he gets the shot and where that rebound goes past the forwards and it's actually yeah. Hannafin that gets the rebound right so uh, you know obviously there's there's some things to look at there in terms of uh, you know secondhand chances is this uh, second chances as this goes along but um, obviously sharp I mean he has been very good for yeah. this team so far and yeah. you know I think Rick Bone has talked about it uh, the, the confidence that that team has in their goaltender is uh, pretty evident and uh, showing why so far. You know what? And give confidence to your goaltender too, right? We saw in that highlight pack, as good as those saves were from Jake Ottinger, defended quite well by the Dallas Stars. They were collapsing mm -hmm. in on their goaltender, clearing away those loose pucks when they did sit there for second chance opportunities. And, you know, that's what you need to do. You need to provide that support for your goalie because this, these can be emotional, tense situations. And when you're giving him, you know, all the help that he needs between the pipes, that's going to give him confidence too. And we've seen the Flames do that with Jacob Markstrom as well. Yeah. All right, let's uh, hear some post-game reaction here. Daryl Sutter is uh, standing by. Let's hear from the head coach following a 2-0 shutout loss at the hands of the Stars. Well, what did you make of that game? A close game. It's like the first one. It's not much difference. the rough stuff in the first period impact your team's ability to establish some flow and roll those lines? Uh, not other than I think there was 4-4 four, four on fours which kind of was disruptive to the whole game to be honest. Darryl, you, you said from the start that this was going to be a low scoring series. Um, are low you, scores 2-1 after 2. Um, are you concerned about your team not scoring more at this point? Well if you score the last one then or the way this is going, she scored the first one. What did you see from your team's offense that gives you some optimism heading into Game Three in Dallas? I think the same thing we've seen in Game One. You got to get a little more. One guy's got to get a little bit more involved, not get boxed out so much. What are they doing so well to stymie your offense? That's just what I said. Their defense boxed out. That's a top defense in terms of that structure part I said before the series they don't give up much so your big guys going to have to get inside to, to score Does that kind of tie into maybe not making life difficult enough for Jake Ottinger? Well if you get in front of him then that's part of it I mean we had a lot from the outside I think from our top guys but they got to be a little more uh, just be around the goalie more I think it seemed early in the second period the team came out with a whole lot more jump. Yeah, I thought we were really good in the, once all them four and fours were out of the way. I thought we were really good for most of the second period. Was that just added speed and just, just no, I think it's just that's how both teams play. I mean, it's no quite, it's quite identical to the game the other night. It's just reverse who scored first. Well, Noah Hafen's been so good for this team. When a giveaway like that happens, what's your message to him when he comes back? To the bench? Well, he's you know he's he's a veteran guy. He's got to play with composure. Right? That's the way you know. Even though he's 
we count on him, play with composure. And he does and he will. Darrell, you've talked a lot about this team not having a ton of playoff experience. Like, in a, a series that's just going to be tight and low yeah. scoring like this, what do you look for in terms of signs that they can kind of plug their way through it? I think the very same thing. We that same question you asked every time when we lost a game this year. Just be consistent and stay with it. Anything, any way to fix? Uh, if there was some missed shots tonight, is that? I think we'd have that scored? last game too, if you look at it. And again, that's, you know, they, I don't miss and blocks are, are different situations. If you if you have a clear view, clear shot, of the goalie missing that, that's on you. But I think we have a lot of blocks, up top and things like that that we, you know, we we have to get it through the net better. For for giveaways, I think it was twenty one to eight where the Flames had 21 giveaways. Is that just Dallas pressuring your players more? Or is it your players? I wasn't aware of that, so I really couldn't answer that. Okay. Good. Thank you. All right, there's some uh, thoughts from head coach Daryl Sutter. And, um, yeah, very much like we uh, discussed here uh, so far to begin the postgame show, I mean, it, it really was not all that dissimilar from what we saw last no. night. It's just different teams scored first. Anything else stand out there uh, in terms of the head coach? Well, I think there's some searching for answers in a situation where I'm not sure there's an answer to be found. I mean, I don't think the Calgary Flames played a bad game by any stretch. I think they played the game that was in front of them. They were yeah. in it. They probably dictated it for the final 40 minutes as well. They just lost what was essentially a one nothing game. I mean, these are the types in the playoffs that can go either way, and they're the types that Daryl Sutter has been sort of warning everyone about over the last couple of days and weeks about it's not always going to be easy this time of year. There are going to be moments of tension and moments of unease, and you know, guys need to get uncomfortable and comfortable with the fact that it's going to be this way. You got to prepare for that fact because you've got another one in two days from now. It's going to look exactly like these first two. We think. Bet the over/under. I'm not sure where you're leaning on this one, but yeah, well, I was kind of. I, <laughs> I haven't. I'm not. I haven't. Bet, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But just out of curiosity, was looking because uh, both of those are under. I can tell you there how you much. Go. There you go. Um, yeah. So so far, the series trend would be to uh, bet the under. I know it's not necessarily as much fun as the uh, better, but uh, you generally want to root for the over. But uh, yeah. in this case, it has been the trend, and don't see it changing anytime soon. Uh, you know. Coach Sutter obviously talking a little bit about the you know getting to the inside, getting to the front of the net yeah. more, and you know that's obviously you know a conversation that comes up a lot throughout the regular season too, especially in these types of games, these physical games, and you know obviously Dallas does a good job of boxing out as he called it, and, yeah. and that's just what this is going to be about. It's just trying to get some of that space in front of the net, try to try to work for that spot. Yeah. And Keep doing what we saw Andrew Mangiapane do in that highlight pack, right? It, yeah. It's not going to be easy. You're probably going to take a stick in the face or the back or any other body part over the course of the night, but that's what you're going to have to do. It's the sacrifice that playoff hockey demands. And, you know, it's necessary because, you know, we said the Calgary Flames dictated this for 40 minutes. They did. I think the shot attempts finished somewhere in the neighborhood of 2-1, to one, but the high-danger scoring chances were even at 5 apiece, 5-on-5. Five five. So uh, they've been around it in terms of possession. Now they need to focus more on getting to the middle of the ice. And again, as we mentioned off the top, you've got to make life difficult on Jake Ottinger because if he sees it and he has the ability to swallow it up or kick the rebound aside, he's going to make the save. Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting because he said it, you know, obviously like their third period once uh, they got past all that four-on-four four stuff, which was some of the more open <laughs> hockey we've seen that so was far fun. in this series. It, yeah, Callie uh, mentioned it in our interview, Callie yeah. Arncroke, that uh, kind of felt like three-on-three three in some way. It was like odd man rush, odd back man and rush forth. back the other way. Yeah. 
Uh, obviously not the type of uh, you know game that either coach wants to see, but that I mean also a little bit more open ice too, right? Four on four. I was actually surprised that a couple of the chances that guys were taking. There was a point when uh, the Flames sort of lost possession in the offensive zone and Essel Lindell steps up on a pinch that you would never, I wouldn't even do that in beer league, but he decided to give it a go. Uh, that was the first two-on-one, then there was a breakaway and then a breakaway back yeah. the other way. So all it takes is one uh, mistake perhaps to set sure. off the chaos and it was fun to watch, that's for sure. Goalie's still uh, tall to the task and uh, turned all those attempts away on the four-on-four situations. Alright, let's go back inside uh, the Flames locker room here. A couple uh, more feedback here from uh, tonight's loss. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau and who all joining him there? Tyler Toffoli. Okay, so Johnny Gaudreau and Tyler Toffoli now with uh, some post-game reaction. Johnny, what is it the Dallas Stars are doing to, to maybe stifle what you guys are able to do in the offensive zone? Uh, I mean, they're a good defensive team. I thought we had plenty of scoring chances tonight. Um, their goalie played well. Uh, but like I said, I mean, a couple two-on-ones breakaway. I thought we uh, did a good job in their own zone, but um, just got to score, got to bear down, put the puck in that, start with myself. Did it feel a lot like game one tonight? Uh, to be honest, I thought we had a couple more chances than we did in game one. Uh, thought we pushed back in the third, but it wasn't enough. Is there a cause for concern just sounds a little too over the top because it's just one game, but only scoring one goal so far in two games, is not anything that... For me? Uh, no, I think we're fine. I think, uh, you know, just uh, it was a defensive game like last game. Um, you know, they got the, the one tonight, uh, obviously an empty netter, but, uh, you know, we, we had plenty of chances to put the puck in the net. We didn't tonight, so that's the bottom line. One that, I mean, didn't end up counting, but does that give you confidence that there is a solution for Jake Ottinger? I don't even know if he was trying to be honest, but uh, um, I, like I said, I mean, had plenty of chances tonight. We didn't put the puck in the net. He he played well, but I mean, he's another goalie. We're, we'll be fine. Early in the second period, you guys had some real jump and had a real good long stretch there where you were playing more of your game. What were you guys doing better to make that happen? I think we just weren't turning the puck over. We were, you know, making their uh, defense turn and um, getting on the forecheck, and that's where I think our team's at our best is um, when we're able to sustain zone time. And uh, I thought we did a pretty good job multiple different times um, in the game. And like John said, just didn't capitalize on our opportunities. Tyler, you've been through tons of postseason games. Like, how, how does a group? Keep from a group that's used to scoring goals, keep from getting frustrated when you go through a couple without much luck. It's playoff hockey. I mean, it's not it's not easy to score goals in the first place, and um, let alone let alone playing a team like this, who play extremely defensive. Uh, their defense do a good job of boxing out and, and all those things. So it's playoff hockey, and we got to find a way and kind of dig deep. And um, our goal was to go into Dallas and win two games anyway. So. It doesn't really change our mindset, I don't think. We have to go there and, and be prepared to play in game three and um, you know, just try and take control of the series again. On maybe the flip side, what do you guys take away from the fact that in two games you've only allowed one non-empty netter to them? Yeah, like I said, it's it's not easy to, to score goals and um, we're both extremely defensive and we take care of our own end. So. Like I said, we got to get to the inside, um, play the way that we want to play, and take control of the series.
that in to the inside more. It's got to work. It was really dangerous off the rush throughout the course of the regular season. Did you feel like the transition game was coming a little bit better tonight compared to game one? Definitely. Like John said, I, I had two two-on-ones, a um, couple breakaways. Um, you know, things happen when you just keep playing and, and breaking their, their defense down and making them tired, and that's where, you know, we get our opportunities. So we just got to keep working and, and keep playing together and, um, you know, find a way. Oh, good. Thanks, guys. We will have a media mail prior to travel tomorrow at 10 a.m. All right, so uh, some thoughts from Johnny Gaudreau and Tyler Toffoli uh, following the uh, loss tonight. And uh, as Johnny laid out, uh, obviously lots of chances in that third period, a couple of good looks. And, uh, and, and as Johnny said, kind of felt like they had a few more uh, quality opportunities tonight versus game one, a game they win, and uh, tonight a game they lose. All right, let's go on the winning side in terms of reaction and get some thoughts from the head coach of the Dallas Stars, Rick Bonus now. Well, we're not going to win this series until we win a game in here. So, and um, it was good that we got it tonight. That was a hard-fought game, just like Game One, and it'll probably be going to be the same Saturday night at home. You feel like these team, these games have fit your style that you want to play? Um, it's a style you have to play. Playoff hockey, not a lot of room out there. Um, to make a lot of plays. Uh, they're very good. They're playing hard. We're playing hard. It's playoff hockey. Uh, both goaltenders obviously were great tonight, making the big saves. But when it's, there's not much room out there, man, you got to work for everything you're going to get. You had more hits in the first two periods than you had in the first game. You only got to we were we were better in both of those areas we had to get more physical there's no question um, we knew they'd be coming at us again early we did a good job in that first shift getting the puck in deep and going that helped um, keeping the puck we can't forecheck it we kept giving him the puck because he's very good at handling it and they break out really really well when he handles it and you don't Excuse me, you don't spend a lot of time in their zone. So we, we did a better job with that tonight. You talk about this is playoff hockey. Do you feel like this is also Dallas Stars hockey, or is there something else? There? No, it's, that's how we have to play. We've got to grind it out with them. They don't like this. Again, this is one of the best defensive teams in the league. They're not going to give you a lot of chances, no matter what you play Dallas Stars hockey or whatever hockey. They don't give you very much. And it's up to us to just create space and, and create some offense as much as we can and try to capitalize the marks to make some big saves in the third period there when we're putting a little pressure on them. But that's just the way they play. And um, Dallas Stars hockey or not, man, you got, you, you got to create some offense. They don't give you much of an opportunity. So that's what I'm, when I say there's not much room out there. There's not a lot of room for, for, for them or for us. We call it the Ram 1500 Limited. But truth be told, there's nothing limited about it. Ram 1500, winner, J.D. Power Award for Best Driver Appeal. All right, Flames postgame live brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers, putting a wrap on a 2-0 victory for the Dallas Stars. Calgary Flames uh, fall here in game number two, and uh, the series is now even at a win apiece. We've talked a lot about... Uh, Defensive hockey, uh, hard to get into the zone, hard to get into scoring areas. Well, uh, this was the image we were uh, referring to earlier. And there are 
multiple ones throughout the game, but this one was just such a clean line across the blue line. This is kind of what we wanted to show you. And this is how difficult it is to not only gain the zone, but gain some sustained pressure across the zone. There you go. It's a wave. We've sort of broken the game down over the last 15 minutes or so, but I feel like we could have just freeze frame, walk away. That's yeah. your game recap right there. Because yeah. you heard Rick Bonus say it. Uh, you're not going to get anything easy in this series. you got to work for everything you get. And as an offensive player, when you see that stacked across the blue line, you know, your options are getting pretty limited very quickly. Yeah, chip and chase. Uh, that is uh, the dump and chase model right there for sure. Um, all right. Uh, I guess so that kind of does it for what we have here, and uh, we have to kind of re-rack it, and then off we go because uh, a trip to Dallas is up next in uh, games three and four. Yeah, very hot Dallas. Just check the forecast. I'm not ready for that, but hey, let's let's give it a shot. One thing we can guarantee <laughs> is that uh, the rinks will be cold. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, 37 degrees outside, not so bad. Uh, as for us, well, that does it. It is a 2-0 victory for the Dallas Stars and a, a kind of a similar victory to what the Calgary Flames mustered up in Game 1, but it goes the opposite way. First team to score has won so far in this series. Shout-out for Markstrom in Game 1. Shout-out for Ottinger in Game 2. On we go to Game 3 in Dallas coming up on Saturday night. It is a 7.30 Mountain Time start, 8.30 Central Time. These two teams go right back at it again, and we'll see if any more offense can come out of both sides or if the tight-checking affair will continue. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. We'll see you back here at the Scotiabank Saddledome on Wednesday for Game 5.